I think today at the shop it was It is a shame. But that's why you listen to J-R-A. They teach you the way. And they can explain why. Brought to you by Maple Syrup Flavored Jelly Beans. Hello and welcome to You Got It, the latest episode of Just Riding Along on Mountain Bike Radio. The entire time we're going to talk really fast because Kenny's in a hurry. Tonight's show is brought to you by Santa Wasn't Coming Anyways, so we're recording on Christmas Eve. And you got it. Santa's white ass ain't welcome here. So, what? with that... Uh, Let's just know. right off the bat just go ahead and offend everyone. It's cool. It was, it was a joke. I know. Santa's... I mean... Santa, you know, like, our, he doesn't come down our chimney. You probably had to leave it outside in case we got to keep up the ruse. That chimney's like eight inches wide. Yeah. Uh, he'd fit. So, with that, let's get going. Um, it's going to be a quick one. Oh, my God. Kenny's over there, like, blow-drying his hair. Just moving the mic. We're good. Oh, same difference. Moving the mic, blow-drying your hair. Um, what's new with me? I traveled back to Memphis uh, last week and hung out. What's really cool about that is my nephew got a bike for Christmas, and he really likes building things out of blocks. He likes building Legos and stuff. And he plays with all of my old Legos, and he really wanted to build some Legos with me. And what I had done is I had tricked him all day and told him, we'll build something once your mom, my sister gets home. You know, We'll build something once your mom gets home. And then his mom came home, and we built his bike out of the box. And like he got to use the Allen wrenches, and like he put the pedals on, and like it was, it was super cool. And the next day, I went for a run and while he rode his bike, and it was, it was a hoot. The hardest um, run you've ever done. Dude, I've never, I was wearing like really tight jeans and I just put my shoes on. I didn't think he was going to like, but he had like little boy new bike jitters and he's like new bike watts. Yeah. New bike watts. And he's hossing on it and he's like rallying. So like I'd get really like winded because there was no warm up. It was probably just like you went from like front door to sprint. basically. Yeah, pretty much like front door to like flat out running. And uh, uh. My little bit of running knowledge, probably like seven minute miles. Um, but we only we didn't go that far, but it was just like immediately going. So I'd be like, okay, let's practice our brakes. <laughs> <laughs> and like tricked him into slowing down and stuff. So uh, that's really, really all that I have going on. Um, we still have some demo bikes for sale at the shop, but that's just about it. And I just ran to the liquor store because I realized that the liquor store is going to be closed tomorrow and I didn't have any beer. And I don't work and we're going to do some exercising. Then I'm going to want to drink some cheap beer and cook. And there was no cheap beer. And I was like, ah, yeah, Matt, literally like we were sitting here just kind of milling around before we recorded. And he literally like all of a sudden stood up and like shoved his chair back, stomped into the other room and put his jacket on and then like rushed for the back door. And I'm like, what are you doing? I was like, got to get beer. And I like went to the liquor store and back in five minutes in my house shoes. So it was even less than that. I think it was yeah, fast. It was, yeah. It's pretty quick. So, um, yeah, that's, that's everything that's going on with me and no show donations for this show. Oh so. yeah. That's what, that's the first thing I was going to ask. All right. Anything out of Andrea? Uh, I ordered a new bike and I think, <laughs> I think our listeners are really going to like this because we've talked shit on gravel bikes. So much. I mean, not so much, but we've talked shit about them. Um, the other day, Matt and I were riding on um, an unpaved road, and I was riding my Trek Boone rim brake cyclocross bike um, with, you know, cyclocross size tires, and it it's okay, and it it does does the job um, pretty well. Uh, but you know, the more I ride it, 
the more I'm like, you know, a, a, a tiny bit, not, not humongous tires. I don't want like mountain bike tires on a cross bike. Uh, you know, I'm like, you know, a little bit more tire and a little bit more brake wouldn't be a bad thing here in Colorado because we live around some like Jeep roads and stuff that get a little like deep and sketchy and loose. Uh, but we also live around pavement and really nice gravel. And, you know, I was just, just kind of like got it in my head that it'd be nice to kind of like update the bike I'm on. Um, and I was kind of lamenting to Matt. I'm like, God, I wish someone would just make like basically a cyclocross geometry bike, but with disc brakes and more tire clearance. And he's like, you mean the new Ibis? Like what? And sure enough, it's kind of the same geometry, like, you know, like bottom bracket height wise and head tube angle and stuff. It's similar to the, it's similar enough to the boon. You know, it's not like a super long, super relaxed geometry, uh, like a super touring gravel bike. Um, you know, it's definitely made to where if you wanted to, you could slap some narrower tires on it and go to a cyclocross race and you would not be disadvantaged by the geometry of your bike, which is kind of dealt well. That's definitely what I was looking for. Um, I just had not looked at the bike because I hadn't really, I don't know. I just hadn't really shopped for those bikes. And so I've got one on order. Um, and I'm hoping to go do some cool shit on it. And one other quick thing. That was the day that I decided that, so a combo between riding the trainer and what I'm running into is on my one bike cross bike on the trainer, my 42 tooth chain ring is not big enough. And on the road, my 42 tooth, 42 tooth chain ring is not small enough. So I'm going to buy all the proper bits. So front shifter and new rear derailleur and install two by 11 onto my Crockett because the one by 11 is just not doing it for me. Yeah. I don't want the jumps of a 1042 cassette. I want the range of a 5034. So I have full complement of gearing on the trainer, full complement of gearing on the road going uphill. And uh, yeah, that's my plan. So, yeah. And I am going to try this one one by, um, I do, I have a little concern about what Matt's talking about. Like I, I do ride the trainer a good bit in the wintertime. Um, and I, you know, we started today and I put the boon on the trainer. So at least for now, um, I'll probably keep the boon around. I'm not going to put it up for sale just yet, but it is a really good bike, but I am going to do one by rival. I had the option of either Ultegra DI2 or a uh, rival build. And I went with the rival. The only thing I'm changing Ibis is nice enough. They're a small company, you know, and they box their bikes and parts and stuff up there at, um, you know, at their office basically. And I was able to get them to switch out. The wheels will come with an XD driver body instead of a splined free hub because I want to use a 1042 cassette instead of the 1142 it comes with stock. So I just want that little extra bit of range. And for those of you that are confused about what Andrea just said, there are some companies that, like a Trek Marlin 8 in Taiwan, the bicycle is produced, assembled, boxed, and sent over. And when Trek com- fulfills your order, they mail you the box. And then you have a company like Trek, or sorry, like Santa Cruz, Ibis, Yeti, um, these smaller guys or companies, uh, when they 
send you a bike, like they grab your frame, they grab your build kit, they ba- grab your wheels, they box it up, they mail it to you. Yeah. So. so they can't go quite as far as like, I did ask, like, could you do a 1042 cassette instead of the 1142? And it's like, no, nah, you know, then we'd have to break apart a build kit. And then the build kits do come from the company, uh, pre-assembled, boxed up, wrapped up, you know, ready to put in the bike box with the, with the frame and wheels. So, you know, they, they weren't able to do that, but they are able to do stuff like change out my, you know, change to an XD driver. So I'm going to see how I like it. Uh, you know, it's, it's going to be my shop bike. So if I end up just kind of feeling uh, meh about it, I'll buy Felicia. Yeah, it, it'll go up for sale and uh, some lucky buyer in this area or a listener can buy it uh, sometime next year. All right, moving on because we're on a time budget. What is new with Kenny? Yeah, so I just um, did a weekend trip to St. George, which is down south. It's been kind of cold and shitty and snowy here. So, yeah, I went to St. George. That place is phenomenal. So if anybody lives even near there or has heard of it or you want to take a you know trip out um you know as a destination just to go to st george like it's pretty much that good um yeah it's awesome um kind of yeah it's just got really good stuff what's the weather what's the weather like there is it kind of desert like high desert or is it uh like sea level desert i think i'd say high desert would be a, a pretty good description I don't know exactly what the elevation is. I'm guessing when you go all the way to the top of one of the mesas, it's probably maybe four or five. I mean, it's probably 5,000 feet would be my guess. All right. So anyway, super good time. We rode the trail called Zen, uh, Z-E-N. And it's just a really good representation of really everything. There's a little bit of exposure, just really fun techie climbing, like a little bit of slick rock type stuff but just fun, but it's also kind of single tracky. There's definitely a few places where you can kind of pick your own adventure, if you will, uh, which is awesome. Like really techie descents where you gotta, you pretty much need a dropper. Um, but just fun, chunky stuff. Like you can kind of go as fast as you could possibly go and just had an awesome time. Wait, wait, wait. So Kenny, Kenny who doesn't put a dropper on his bike says that this trail needs a dropper. Yeah. All right. I don't. I don't have a dropper. But <laughs> you needed one. Probably need one. <laughs> so I felt good. So I went. Uh, I don't know. I've been two times now. I think. And I've definitely cleared. You know, like ninety nine percent of the trail now. So super happy about that. And we explored some like big line stuff that was super sketchy. There's like a little mini Red Bull Rampage spot over there, and we played around up some stuff. I did. I got the balls up to do some kind of uh, some drops into shoots and stuff. And that was really fun. One of those things where you drop in and you don't have the option of stopping once you're in. Mm, I mean, it's not that it's nice and wide open at the bottom. You just don't really need to stop. But like when you go off this thing, you're you're going yeah. is basically what it means. Uh, but it was super fun. No issues or anything. Um, I'll reiterate that my bike is awesome. I'm just so happy with that bike. It pedals awesome. Um, the suspension is just like, it's just good. That Fox 34, especially like you can just cram that bike into shit and it just kind of goes over it. So really good time. Uh, anything else of note there? I don't think so. While you're thinking, I'll just say there's a kind of like shoot drop thing around here. And, uh, Mm -hmm. 
It's not really. It's just like a, a really nicely built like drop Which into one? a nice landing. The one right over here by the tracks, the one that's not oh, in the jump yeah. line. Yeah. Um, and it's probably like a seven. Try not to exaggerate. When I'm standing where you land, I can't see on to where you take off from. So it's probably seven feet, uh, at least seven mm-hmm. to eight feet. And it's one of those things I look at it and I don't do it. And I look at it and I don't do it. I'm just going to have to do it like as soon as it's like it's just been wearing on my mind. So, yeah. Dude, there's the thing about St. George is there are probably a hundred of those features everywhere. They're hidden all over the place. And there's some like really big shit, but there's other stuff that like I know is doable and I've seen other people do and I get to it. I'm just like, uh, uh-uh. <laughs> so yeah. it's fun. Cause there's stuff you can work up to. Cause you know, it's possible. Like it's not completely full blown rampage insanity, but just stuff where even on an XC bike. So I watched a guy who's really good here. He's a pro. Uh, and he was on the new Epic and he just sent it off of some really big shit. Like if Specialized saw him doing what he was doing, they would have a heart attack. <laughs> right. Um, so yeah. Awesome. So FYI, if you're curious, a Epic can do like without a doubt, like an eight foot drop into a shoot. <laughs> not with, a a, with a dropper or without? No dropper and the brain fork hundred mil. Not even like the little baby dropper, like the 35 mil? <laughs> Nope, no dropper. Just oh, man. full Nino. Yeah, straight skill, some balls. It was, yeah, super cool to watch. I wish I got some video of some of it, but um, yeah, be pretty cool. You washed your bike in a bathtub. Uh, that was Jeff's bike, but an RKT was washed in a bathtub. Yeah, that's that is true. That did happen because, yeah, the first day it was just so it's so silty. And that stuff sticks to everything and your, your drivetrain makes noises that no drivetrain should ever make. <laughs> Just so bad. I don't understand how it's possible. Um, I've got a little video. I'll post it. It's of, of the little super baby rampage spot. Um, pretty cool. Awesome. Other than that, that's about it. I think there's, is there anything else cool? I don't really think so. How's the woo? The woo is awesome. Drives good. Still runs. Hadn't blown it up yet. Um, let's see in other news, I guess I can talk about it cause this is America. SRAM came by and <clears throat> I guess when they have bandwidth, I don't want other shops to like be upset or whatever, but it just is what it is. We're a pretty high volume shop and also a um, really high volume shop. Yeah. Like one of the biggest in the country. So anyway, uh, SRAM was nice enough to send somebody by to preemptively just pretty much warranty all the breaks we had on the floor. So, I mean, that's good of them. I mean, they are really trying to step up and do the right thing. So that was cool. And I definitely appreciate that. Wait, did they they install them? Yeah, they did everything. Wow. That's cool. Did they like wheel a bike out, fix it, bring it back in, wheel it out? Or did they borrow space and like chat with your guys? No, I I mean, I gave him space in the back, but he had all of his own stuff. And uh, yeah, he was on point for sure. He was like doing, I wanted to get pictures and video, but I thought maybe that's not the best idea. Um, but he was basically like double wielding syringes and had like electronic, uh, like little baby, um, you know, little baby electric driver that was a torque wrench as well. And he was like doing nine things at once to get long story short, he was putting from the bike in the stand to bike out of the stand, uh, was about five minutes per bike. That's awesome. It was fast. And he did a lot of bikes. So Um, I'm guessing if if they're doing like new bikes, he's just like using that. I'm just thinking of like stuff that takes time when you bleed brakes, like you would empty the dot fluid and 
get fresh dot fluid, but he probably just reused because they're new bikes and new dot fluid. Yeah, he had his little method and he was doing it for what's worth. This is what I've been doing. And some people are like, oh, it's not right, but it's been working fine. And that's exactly what he did. He was doing a lever bleed only yeah. uh, and it worked fine. So so he was just doing a lever swap, bleeding the lever, calling it good. Yep, exactly. And occasionally, I'm sure there was an issue. Um, Maybe. I don't know. For the most part, it looked like he wasn't having any issues. But anyway, kind of cool to see that. So uh, they know there's an issue. They're stepping up and they're doing it. It's just, you know. It's been frustrating. Was he there for one day? He was there for maybe half a day. Oh, wow. Cool. Wow. Yeah, he probably did. He was probably there for a solid three hours. He probably did 30 bikes. That's amazing. That's so cool. Well, that's really cool. Yeah. I mean, I will say the two sets of guides that I have have been pretty fucking awesome. Mine are good. So um, anything else or do you want to rally through questions? Uh, Before we continue... We're not going to do a show next week. It's New Year's Eve. We're all going to get crunk, turnt, lit, AF, whatever I'm the be kids driving these to Memphis. say. Whatever. <laughs> We're driving to Memphis. Still going to be lit on I-70. So uh, we won't do a show next week. So um, anyway. let's do some questions. Okay. So uh, Trey, machine gun this Trey L has a fork follow-up. Hey, just want to give you a follow-up on my question. He's the guy that sent in and wanted to change the weight of oil in the damper in his Marzocchi fork. He says, after listening to you all chat it over, I don't think it's worth it. Kenny mentioned it'll make all the other damping feel like crap, and I haven't considered it affecting that either. Being that I'm on a super budget, hence the old gear, I don't want to waste my money on oil. That may just make it feel like poo, even if it won't break it. I was willing to try it, but all your comments helped me make a better educated decision on it. As for Andrea's comment about getting a new fork, yada, 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 uh, I'm financially stuck riding old equipment that is merely okay or not riding a bike at all. I have a wife, a kid, and a home is on a strain for the wallet at 26 years old. He's riding a 2008 Giant Rain X2. Yeah, old stuff. But you all gave me the info I needed, and thank you very much. So that was pretty cool. Thanks for the follow-up, Trey. Kurt. So if any listeners out there have an old 26er fork, I'm assuming 26er. Yeah. uh, Throw it his way. Yeah, if you have an old 26-inch, like... They made a Revelation 26. Yeah, they had Revelations. They had uh, obviously tons of Foxes. You know, you can get a float or a Talus or something like that. If you have an old 26-inch fork, hit me up. I'll you know what? I probably have. I probably have. I might have a fork. Okay. So um, shoot me a follow-up on dimensions and axle type and all that kind of stuff. Might have something for you. Cool. Um I will. I'm making a note now to get you two connected. I'll email the two of you together. Um, Kurt G has some Trek sizing questions. He says, "JRA, I'm interested in a Trek Fuel EX 9.8." Yo, yeah. uh, Matt and Andrew are both on the Fuel EX 8. Is that because it's the bike? Well, or yeah, both on the Fuel EX. Is it? Is that because it's the bike that most interests you? Or because your personal pricing on Trek is so attractive? Um, both. I think it was the pricing. I just really liked what I could get for what I could pay. And I knew I liked the way that the Trek suspension pedaled from riding my top fuel. So um, I didn't like the sizing on a 49 trail. It was way too short. He says I'm five, seven or more when barefoot Trek sizing chart has me between 17, five and 18, five frames. Demo is not an option. Local bike shops are small and don't stock or sell many. I feel like the 18, five is the better option as it fit can be tuned. As its fit can be tuned more easily, your thoughts, Kurt. Um, Andrea is 5'6 and rides the 17 and a half. Yeah, and I'm kind of on the small side. My, my gut tells me 
my gut tells me 17 and a half. Yeah. I mean, if, if a person walks in and is like looking me in the eye and asking about bike size, I will tell them my bike size. And unless your vision is very oddly proportioned, it usually works out. Unless it's a dude, and that means he's six foot no matter what. <laughs> That's why I just say a person that walks in and talks to me about bike size. Yeah. Any so, person. Because they're- yeah. So as I see this guy that I know is probably an inch shorter than me, and I'm like, hey, man, um, how tall are you? I'm six foot. I'm like, yeah, okay. <laughs> and Kenny, you're All a right. solid five, 10 or 11, just, right? Just, just, just heads up. Yeah. I'm like, man, on a good damn five eleven, maybe five ten. So it means you're probably five nine, which means you're not fucking close to six foot, but I'll sell you a large anyway, if that makes you feel good. Oh yeah, baby. If a medium is good, large is better. Cause <laughs> God damn it. There's more. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Um, fucking dudes, dudes are really dumb. A lot of the so time. So what, what he can do is whatever his shop does have in stock. Uh, he needs to look at the geometry chart for that and compare the stack and the reach, especially the reach for that bike versus the reach on the fuel EX. And that's how he will know, you know, if, if he gets on it and it's like, Oh, I'm going to need like a 150 millimeter stem for this to work. Then, you know, it's not going to be right. Um, so just do that. Like, look at what your options are and stuff. You can just like ride around in the parking lot and compare the geometry charts as far as fit numbers. You know, the the head tube angle is going to change a little bit. Don't like demo, you know, don't ride around on like a downhill bike with a 50 degree head tube angle that or better yet is going to fuck with that. But test ride Trek Marlins yeah. or whatever they have in stock. And then if you have any questions, e- if the shop can't help you, email me and tell me what size was the best and I'll help you understand how they're the same size. Yeah. Whatever Trek is the same. Yeah. Size. I mean, you can always, you can definitely change the stem on there, but it's usually best to not like oh go to extremes on that. Oh God. We got to go. All right. We got to go. Uh, so Mike Matt's P. hitting the wrap it up button. Mike P. sent over a song for us um, and pretty cool. Thanks for thinking of us, Mike. I'll post it up with the show. Um, so... Just to keep moving on, Nathan F. says, Reddit user Alex D.I., so that's A-L-E-X-D-I, created something I thought you guys would get a kick out of. A chart of every mountain bike cassette over 360% range, so like all large range cassettes, between 8 and 12 speeds, including weight, price, range, and the standard deviation of the gear jumps. I nerded out for a while. Wow. Thanks and keep up the great work, Nate from the interwebs. And I just looked at this and... um Fuck, this thing is sick. That there's, is cool. There's like cassettes so that this, I didn't know existed. Is this like a link or is this something you got sent or what? It's a link to uh, an open uh, read-only Google Doc. Well, send that shit to me. Uh, I will. If you can send me... Remember that time you like told us about the video where every downhill racer was like destroying tires on the 27.5 plus bikes? Mm, yeah. I can't, I don't know how to Google that. Like I tried finding it and I can't find it. <laughs> Google yeah. 275 plus tire destruction. I think it's something like, you know, pro DH 27.5 plus versus 29 or something like that. Here, I'll, I'll Google that. Let's see how long of a phrase we can search. Okay, cool. Um, so those are the two kind of like shout out type things. And then we do have a, a kind of like beefier one. Um, so long mm, lead up. Beefy. 
Tom from Illinois says, what's the deal with suspension travel? Uh, so, guys, just recently discovered your podcast. Going back and listening to old episodes. Love the mix of crass humor, bike tips, etc. Andrew's the only one that doesn't seem to have a nickname. How about Sassy Single Speed? Wow. Um, <laughs> I mean, all fair, they usually call me a salty bitch. But um, I think today at the shop, it was murderous thunder cunt. Um, <laughs> but she, uh, Tom says, I had a similar incident with falling on my butt as Andrea did in her bike race on a bridge. If you're not familiar, Andrea wrecked. <laughs> I fell dir- on my asshole. She, dir- she wrecked directly onto the chocolate starfish. <laughs> that move is now the starfish splatter. Um, it was in Hayward, Wisconsin on the Hatchery Creek Trails in, de- in September. Matt might know the spot. You can just call me starfish. It came across a timber bridge on a creek and decided to stop in and take the view. Turns out it was slick as snot. I was slowing down unclipped a foot as i prepared to stop and the bike shot out horizontally underneath me i landed on my arse smacking my tailbone square pretty hard hurt like a son of a bitch okay so his real question though because i can never get over enough falling on your ass humor uh i fell on my ass on uh wednesday i think yeah it was wednesday it was on ice so his question is seems like there's a trend now on full suspension bikes that have less travel on the rear than on the front I suspect that this is an effort to shorten the chain stays. What are your thoughts? The pros versus cons. Do you need not as much shock travel compared to the fork? Short answer. Rigid bikes are terrible. 100 mil hardtails are great. You got 100 up front. You got a, nothing out back. The rear follows the front better. So um, that's kind of the, the trend of over forking. As yeah, the, path the, would the call front it. is the steering end. Yeah. It's also the face. If you, yeah, as long as you can get your... As long as you can get that front end over shit, especially when you're like really going down techie stuff, the back's just going to kind of follow. Um, I mean, the only time you need big travel in the back is if you're taking like legitimately huge hits. Um, but even then, if it's like a smooth landing, you really don't need much travel. Look at the dirt jump guys. I mean, they're doing ridiculous heights and most of those are hardtails. So, but you'll notice that, you know, a lot of them run forks. So just something to think about. Yeah, you don't need tons of suspension in the back. So my bike, for example, is 120 and 90. I'm really happy with that. Uh, I really wouldn't change it. Um, you know, that stump jumper I probably will get. It'll be 150, 135. That's like kind of normal. God, can uh, that's what the go that's faster. what the switchblade was too. The switchblade was 160, 130, wasn't it? It was 150. Yeah, switchblade was. A it weird had the bike. option of doing 160. Switchblade was a weird bike. I liked it. Oh yeah. Next question. Um, <laughs> do you? It doesn't really have much to do with the uh, It's not really in an effort of shortening the chainstays, though. That's kind of the final part of your question we haven't touched on. Chain, chainstay length can be manipulated regardless of the travel. I mean, there's limitations, of course. But the, the big thing is, is the rear wheel follows so much better. The front wheel tracks, the rear wheel follows. So, um, yeah, it's, it's just because you need a lot up front and you can get away with less out back when you have less out back. You can make things shorter. You can actually, pe- you can actually pedal the bike too. That's an, an important thing. Yep. And I was, that's what I was going to say is it's a byproduct of making the bike more efficient because there's less suspension. So it has less pedal bob. So, um, and that's fucking it. That's a show. Boom. Um, I feel like oh, that's really short. That was really short. No, 27 minutes and whatever we wrap it up at. So, Perfect. Uh, did you find that link, Kenny? Uh, no, I found some other ones, but I didn't find that particular one. I think it was like maybe, was it Australian? It was like Australian or British or something from what I remember. Here's the deal. At least like the hosting bike shop or uh, I'll find Here's it. the deal. If there's a listener out there, if you find that, it posted with our old show notes. If you 
Oh, okay, I just found it. Fuck. Okay, cool. Kenny found it. I was going to offer up something awesome for someone, but it's not going to happen. I'll post at least. Well, shit, I think I did. So this is the Global Mountain Bike Network, which I believe that sounds really familiar. Hold on. Damn it. Okay, this is really, this is getting close, but that's not actually it. Damn it. This is going to drive me nuts. It was definitely one of those, you know, one of those kind of, it's one of those places that does a bunch of videos. So Global Mountain Bike Network or one of those folks. Yeah. Um, nah, shit. Can't so here's find the it. deal. It's in our show link somewhere. If you just you, have to go back on, and listen on. to every show. No, no. You If you find it and send me a link to it, the first person that does it, send me that link with your address and I'll mail you stickers. And a water bottle. Nope, just stickers. Oh, just you greedy bitch. No, it's not greed. It's I'm trying to remember what rider was in that. It was one of the older pro DH guys. Shit. Uh, it wasn't Menar. It was, I think it was might have been Steve Pete. Let's see. We're going to literally talk 10% of this show. So we basically, they basically took a bike with way more sidewall and they cut the sidewalls on it. All right, them. finally. I, I fucking Kenny found, found it. No uh, so offer. So Kenny gets a sticker pack. Kenny gets fucking stickers. It's sick. Boom. All right, so here's the link. Got it. Will you Facebook message yeah. that to me? Uh, here, I can, I can, there's, there it is there. Oh, damn. And now it's going in there. And I, it's going in the face. I sent you that link to that uh, doodad too. So uh, cool. That's a show. Right. Don't expect anything next week, but we will do some stuff soon-ish. Um, call this our semi-planned, semi-annual, or usually happens winter holiday break. Um, yeah. Anything else anyone needs to add to anything? Happy solstice. The days are getting longer. Yes. All right, cool. Well, thanks for listening to the show where Santa wasn't coming anyway, so we recorded because he wasn't going to bring his butt to our house and deliver his packages because he's not a real thing. Damn. Boom. You know kids listen to this. Yeah, and if they listen to this, they know what the F word means, and they also know that Santa's not real. We take you to market to sell, right? Now you can afford the bike that you want, the job at the mall ain't pay you enough. Now she get here rough. You thinking that you need to sell all your stuff. When it is more likely the problem with biking is that you're just prone to fucking shit up. You suck. Try to get a new head before you get a bike. Maybe get a trike with the wheelies on the side. Then you gotta get it, get it till you get it better. Maybe then you make it cheddar instead of looking like a lame ass. And if you get confused, you can ask J-R-A. Get hip to the name. Cause they be the realest if you sucker is lame. It is a shame, but that's why you listen to J-R-A. They teach you what, and they can explain why. Jelly beans.